The I Can't Even Show with Margaret and Ellie starts now. Welcome to episode three of the I Can't Even Show. I'm Margaret. And I'm Allie. Today we're going to talk about friendship. And we actually have two guests for you. Sanchita Saha, the founder of City Socializer, and Professor Rebecca G. Adams, a sociologist and gerontology program director at the University of North Carolina. So a few of my long-distance friends and I actually refer to ourselves as the, quote, band of friendless friends, which I know sounds a little ridiculous because they are my actual friends, but that's how we feel, like we're kind of alone in our respective places without friends. I think that's just the reality of having friends in your 30s. Which is what led us to the question, is it everyone or just us? To help answer that question and discuss some other friend-related info, we spoke with Professor Rebecca G. Adams from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm particularly interested because as a college professor, I encounter millennials every day. Um, Margaret and I as older millennials, or just as people in our thirties, you know, we often talk about how, you know, we have, we have groups of the friendless friends. Um, we know we have all these people that we know we're friends with and we get along with great when we see them and, you know, we miss them when they're not there. But that, that thought of having like a best friend that you talk to all the time or that you see all the time, it's, it's kind of gone for us at this point in our lives. Um, I was just wondering if if that's just a natural evolution of, of friendship or, you know, how do you maintain relationships as you get older and busier? As, as people get older and enter, um, uh, the later stages of young adulthood and their careers begin revving up and they begin having children perhaps, or at least being involved in more serious romantic relationships, there sometimes is a withdrawal from specific friendships. Um, One of the things that uh, happens in the early stages of a friendship is usually uh, friendships develop because of some shared activity or shared schedule. Um, It's one of the reasons that college is such a fertile time for friendship formation because people have reasons to encounter each other repeatedly. They don't have to plan to do it. Uh, You know, if you're on a campus with other people your age, you're going to see them in classes at various activities on campus and so forth. You don't have to reach out to them to plan to see them on a regular basis. But of course, once you move away from campus, even if you're still in the same um, city or community, you're going to have to go out of your way to see these same people. And the people you're going to be encountering without planning to do so uh, at this new stage of life are going to be different people. And you'll probably form new friendships with them. So those of us who are maybe a little bit younger and looking around and realizing they don't have as many friends as they thought or a lot of their relationships have kind of fallen by the wayside over time, like how do you make friends as you get older and you're not quite so close to the beginnings of things? Well, one of the best ways to make friends is to get involved in an activity that you really love because The other people who really love that activity probably have something in common with you. 
Um, if, if nothing else, you have the activity in common, but people self-select themselves into activities based on their backgrounds and experiences. And so oftentimes, uh, uh, some sort of activity focused group is a really fertile uh, ground for the development of friendship. Um, I, uh, it, and, and beyond getting involved in an activity and spending time with people uh, who share your interests, another step to take is to make sure that you interact with that person outside of a group setting. So once you've determined that you have something in common with a person um, or, and want to get to know them better, it's important that, that you actually spend some time alone with them in a situation where you can be open and confide without uh, sharing with a larger group of people. Um, although I'm thinking here primarily of face-to-face -face, uh, friendship development, the same principle would apply uh, to social media where you might meet someone on a Facebook um, exchange, but then you move to private email or texting so that you can say things outside of the group that you don't feel comfortable saying within the group and there that or even disagreeing privately but those private communications is where the friendship begins to develop and solidarity begins to develop between the two people so i guess my advice to people for making new friendships was to do what you love figure out who in the group uh, you um, would like to know better, and then to pursue those um, relationships uh, uh, consciously. Um, I would also say that older friendships need to be maintained. Uh, you can't put them on autopilot. Um, it's not enough to maintain a friendship to program somebody's birthday into your Facebook distribution list, and then to uh, not even remember when it is yourself. <laughs> you, know, um, you have to consciously maintain those relationships and invest in them. And I think that that may be one of the places uh, where millennials are struggling because of social media. So what, what are some tips for, you know, maintaining relationships? Well, off the top of my head, I would say that to maintain relationships, you have to um, actively communicate with the person. You need to uh, confront any differences you have and resolve them. You need to display affection, remind the person that you care about them, and you need to go out of your way to plan time with the person and not just leave it to happenstance. Whether, you know, whether that time you spend with the person be face-to-face -face or on the telephone or even interacting synchronously or even asynchronously online, but just to make sure that you make time for the person and just don't wait to see the post. 
Have you noticed if if there's a difference in the genders, if, if either men or women are better or worse at maintaining friendships over time? Women are a lot more likely to want to confide in their friend and talk about very personal matters, whereas men are a lot have a tendency to be more focused on the shared experience and uh, feeling good about spending time with their friends, even when they don't actually verbally communicate about the issues that they're thinking about. And so uh, that means that when those relationships get translated to online relationships, women have a slight edge. Thank you so much for sharing all of this knowledge with us. No problem. That's interesting that she says if you want to make new friends, you have to try something new, like sports or pottery or some activity. If you're looking for ways to get out and meet new people and make some new friends, there are apps for that. One of those apps is City Socializer, founded by Sanchita Saha. She had some good insight into how to take a budding friendship to the next level. Hi, Sanchita. Hey, Margaret. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to be here. It's so great to have you here. We have so many questions about friendship for older millennials, and it looks like that's exactly what your site, City Socializer, is targeted at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like as we get older, we start to lose the ability to say, hey, I'm free tonight. Who wants to go out? Because so many of our friends have obligations and kids and stuff like that. How does City Socializer give back the ability to make last minute arrangements instead of advanced plans? Yeah, I mean, so City Socializer, basically, we um, are a platform where anybody who's uh, currently free, um, who wants to do something, can post up um, the activity or what we call the social that they want to do. Um, and a lot of that is just casual stuff that you'd want to do with your friends. So, you know, happy hour drinks or you want to catch a movie or you want to go to a gig. Um, and effectively, you just... Um, you, you just post it up, uh, post up the social onto the site. Uh, and our community is really a community of people who are really open to meeting and socializing with new groups of people uh, and who want to add that, have that spontaneity in their social lives. Um, so once you post up your social, it's um, opened out to the rest of our community. You can actually target it specifically if you want to, if you just want a girl's night out, if you're a female or you want people to chat around your, your, at the same age. Um, a little um, alert will go out to people who you've targeted, who you who you want to hang out with, um, and they get invited to join in. Uh, and then because it's like it's online and mobile, uh, you effectively just use a chat to break the ice before you meet, um, and effectively just go out with each other. That's the main ethos of what we're about. What are some of your more popular events? Um, to be honest, I mean the the most popular events are the really the casual kind of stuff that you would do with your friends. Um, they're not necessarily the bigger kind of um, organized um, sort of, uh, commercial kind of events. They're more like, you know, happy hour drinks, um, going to going to, you know, uh, the latest bar, uh, new, the newest bar that's just opened to you locally, um, trying out some new restaurants. Um, and then the other popular thing is really the... Um, yeah, you know, the you know, the the various sort of like times and the festivals really. So like you know the festive yeah you know, yeah winter season, uh, Halloween is really really popular, um, Easter or different cultural festivals. 
Um, so so there's a range, but it really tends to dominate around the that around the casual kind of spontaneous stuff that you would do with your friends. Um, I think a lot of people look at their list of contacts and they think they do have friends and they don't need an app like this. But I guess what they really have is uh, a bunch of people they love, but only see a few times a year. Um, how does this help kind of reconnect uh, friends or at least connect people with people they're not in touch with, even though they're in their contact list? <laughs> what we find is that uh, although you might have a really a solid network of friends that and as you said quite rightly, we tend to you know make pre- uh, arrangements you know weeks or sometimes months in advance to see them, and then maybe we'll see them like three, four, five, six times a year, you know, every couple of months or something. But what City Socializer is 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 a community that's always going to be who who actively want to go out tonight. Uh, and what we find is that once you sign up and you take up a membership, over the course of a few months, you'll start seeing the same kind of same faces. Um, at these at socials um, that are hosted on City Socializer, so you actually start getting to really build some genuine friendships over time. It's not it's not just about going out for one night and meeting a bunch of people, and then at the end of the night, it's a waving goodbye and never seeing them again. Um, you tend to find that you know whichever at whatever moment in time that you enter into City Socializer and you start socializing, um, that you'll meet almost like um. A, a group of people who kind of are, are from the same, who who join in the same period, basically. So it's kind of like being at college. You all start as fresher, so you meet other new new members, and then you kind of graduate. Um, you know, over the course of two three months, you then start becoming familiar with service. You kind of socialising more, and those are the people that you sort of build like lifelong. Uh, friendships with really so although it may not be uh, it's not it's not a great channel for necessarily finding the people who are already in your network and then going out with them it's it's most certainly a way to find a new network who are actually actively going out and and that's why we have such solid friendships being made through city socializer because they actually end up seeing them much more than they do their existing friends Uh, and going out and having those shared experiences over time and really cementing those friendships. I noticed that one of the blog entries on your site was how to make a conversation with new people. I think so many of us spend so much time on email and texting and not getting enough FaceTime. We might be a little awkward around new people. Like, what are some of your tips from stepping away from the screen and then making a good impression in person? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's something that we've definitely sort of noticed over time, especially with the next generation kind of coming through that, you know, they're, they're less used to face-to-face socialising and, you know, and, and actually making conversation. But it's just the age-old classics, really, you know, to really smiling is really important. Uh, making eye contact is really important. I think that I think a lot of people find that really difficult, um, especially in, this, in, in, you know, in the millennial generation. And again, I think that's because they're just not used to it. Um, so eye contact is super important. A smiling is super important. Uh, and then actually just listening, you know, um, instead of pretending to listen, <laughs> which which always makes things awkward. Um, and that's really it. I think um, those three things, um, yeah, yeah, in, in an instant, it makes the other person feel at ease. And once someone feels at ease and once you feel at ease, that's when the conversation will flow and it will feel much more natural. Um, so yeah, eye contact, smiling, uh, and then just listening really. So I noticed that on the site, people have the ability to message each other before going to the event, as opposed to just showing up and kind of taking advantage of some of the tips you just gave, um, for talking in person. Do a lot of people take advantage of that feature of connecting before going out? 
Yeah, they do. I mean, people use the, 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 the chat to um, just to break the ice, really, before they meet. Uh, and it's just a really nice and easy way to do that, um, to kind of start building those sort of relationships um, before, you, before you meet up. So, yeah, they certainly do. And people use the chat you know, very casually to find out, you know, what time is everyone arriving or, you know, is there a dress code, you know, for general information. But then also, as I said, you know, to say, oh, hi, look forward to meet, meeting everyone. And, and it really helps build kind of that, that warm kind of um, feeling, the reassuring feeling really, really helps to build trust before you meet. You're meeting these new people and you're building trust with them before you go out. And then maybe you're hitting it off with a couple of people you see. Like, how do you take the next friendship step without maybe being too much or too weird? <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's exactly that. I mean, that, I think that's one of the key reasons why City Socializer works, because you're right, because outside in any kind of normal, um, you know, everyday kind of environment, you might meet someone you get on with, but then how do you, you know, how do you, you know, it, it feels weird to go ask for their phone number or ask for their email address. It, you know, it, it is awkward uh, because, you know, you, and also when you meet somebody, you know, outside of something like City Socializer, you don't really know. It's the insecurity, you know. You know, do they really want to make a new friend? Do they want to see me again? Or are they just being, you know, friendly right now? And you know, but because City Socializer, you know, that is why people are joining. You, you, so you know that everybody that you meet is actively and open to making uh, and building new friendships. Um, so that really takes that takes that takes you know a lot of the uncertainty out of the equation. But in terms of you know um, after a social, you we so we don't encourage people to give out their email addresses, phone numbers, etc. So you essentially you add people that you get on with, you add them to your friends list, and then the next social that you go to, and then the next social that they go to, they can really easily just invite their city socializer friends, people that they've met before, um, to say, hey, I'm going out to this next social. Um, and because it's all within the city socializer experience, it makes it less awkward because it's part of the it's part of what it's expected as a member. So that way you kind of you you kind of build your friendships in a around the socials that are being hosted by the rest of the community. You always meet in a group environment, so you're not asking that person one on one, you know, hey, do you want to go for coffee? And you don't have to uh, so there's less chance of that rejection. Um, because you're meeting in a group and you're going anyway and the whole premise of City Social is going out to social. So the, it takes the rejection piece or the potential for rejection out of it. Um, and then, you know, it's only once you really have built a solid friendship that you it will become very natural to say, oh, yeah, can, you know, what's your email or what's your phone number? Um, but that's what City Social really helps. It kind of really helps to initiate those new contacts and helps to form your early relationship um, by helping you... Um, meet up again, you know, once, twice, three times, four times uh, without that awkwardness and without the fear of rejection uh, and without being uh, made to feel like uh, they might perceive you as a bit strange or a bit desperate or a bit sad or a bit lonely or whatever. Um, it takes all of that out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important, the idea that it's awkward, <laughs> you know, just like meeting new people and following up with them and, you know, did you hit it off really or is it like, you know, I just need somebody to go out and have a drink with. Um, but, you know, speaking of like kind of being awkward about being lonely, why do you think so many people in their early, late 20s and 30s um, feel alone? Um, I think, I mean, I think I, I, our society has changed a lot, you know, as well. I mean, the, nowadays, every it's very rare to find somebody who, 
in their 20s and 30s, once, you know, wherever they've settled in their professional career, um, is their hometown. The majority of us, you know, tend to move away uh, from friends, from our, from where we studied, potentially. We relocate for work. Um, so there's certainly a lot of um, relocation. So people arriving new to a city, your friends aren't necessarily um, local to you or near to you or living in the same city anymore. Um, I think we're working longer hours than before. I think... Um, People, especially when you're relocating, you, your first port of call is the people that you work with. Uh, what we find is a lot of our members have been in the city of the, the, the city for maybe like two, two or three years. And the first couple of years are great. You know, they socialise with people that they worked with and, you know, life is fantastic. Uh, and then they kind of realise after a couple of years that their only social network is people that they work with. Um, and they're just looking for a new group of friends outside of that network. Um I also think we're just really, really busy. As I you know, mentioned before, you know, you might have a network of friends in a city, but um, there's a tendency towards pre, pre-arranging, you know, two or three weeks in advance. Uh, we don't tend to be as spontaneous in our 20s and 30s. And a lot of that also has to do with proximity. You know, you may not live in the same part, live or work near each other in the same parts of the city. It's more difficult to socialise spontaneously. Um and people have got other you know, obligations. People have got you know relationships, children, yeah, you know, their own interests, hobbies, um, and sometimes even amongst friends, you, there's there's still that fear of rejection that you uh, you kind of don't want to be. You kind of don't want to. You do, you kind of don't expect to see your friends or expect them to want to see you like every week. But you might want to go out every week on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night. Uh, but you don't want to keep asking the same friends to go out every week because, you know, obviously they've got lives and plans, et cetera, too. So City Socialise is really an excellent fallback for that. Um, you know, it's to fit around your existing friendships. And when you are when you do fancy just going out for a drink or you fancy a beer and you fancy laying off some steam or, or you know, you just want to, you know, you, 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 it's a weekend and all your friends are busy um, and you really want to go out, you know, City Socialise really is, is, is really the... Um, it's really your backup as well in that in that scenario. I think it was interesting what you were saying about how everyone you know is always so busy. Sometimes I just feel like people can't possibly be as busy as they purport to be. Like, do you think there's maybe this cultural shift towards it seeming like sexy or cool to be busy all the time that makes services like this necessary for everyone who just is willing to admit they're not busy and they need a friend? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a kind of um, a cachet, you know, around saying or being busy, you know, or saying that you're busy. Uh, when someone says I'm really busy, it kind of reads, the underlying thing reads as, hey, I've got a really full and exciting life. And actually, you tend to find that <laughs> it's some of the loneliest people who say that they're the busiest because really, you know, how busy can you? You're as busy as you make yourself, right? Um, so... Um, this, but, but, but on the other hand, you know, the, you know, the, the, especially if it depends, it really depends on the age group that you're at. Um, I certainly think that the sort of like the millennials kind of, it's sort of like the late twenties, the early thirties, that crowd, actually a lot of them genuinely are busy, you know, they're still trying to make forge their careers. Um, um, that, yeah, they're working, you know, a lot of, you know, still in internships, still trying to make money, still trying to, you know, really striving, still striving, really. So they kind of feel really, a lot of our, our older audience, um, it tends to sort of like wane off. They tend to be a bit more honest. Um, 
and prioritize relationships and social time uh, a bit more. But I think the busier a person is, the more lonely they can become uh, because it's really essential to make the time to um, just talk, you know, meet up, have fun, chat. Um, and if you don't have the network, your existing network or who are there available to go out and socialize, I think it's really important that you, um, that you look for other ways, look for other avenues to, to have that because, I mean, Facebook and online networking, you know, it's great and it's, uh, it's, uh, it certainly feels a great, uh, feels a great need, but, uh, but there's, but it's no substitute for sort of like the face-to-face interaction, uh, and just relaxing and, you know, just being yourself and, you know, letting off steam and having some fun, um so uh, I, I certainly think something that people should prioritize over like the busyness of life um you said the majority of the users on your site are women um why do you think women are more active on the site than men yeah women make up about 60 percent of our uh user base um and i think that's fairly um i don't think that's a huge surprise i think because i think i think because it we're a uh user generated uh, platform, you know, it, it's our members who um, post up and you know they're so you know the, the social events they want to go to, uh, and I think um, women tend to be a little better at kind of organising, tend to kind of um, be a lot of the key people behind you know instigating social outings, uh, whether for their friends, whether they're in a relationship or you know part, you know within the family. Um, but I do think that women, another reason for more women signing up is they're not necessarily there to meet, you know, male and female friends. A lot of them are signing up to meet just female friends. Uh, we find that a lot of their friends are settling down or they're in relationships or they've already, they're already married. Um, and they're just really, really bored of hanging out with couples um and although they love their friends you know again they you know they're single they want to go out they don't necessarily want to go out on dates all the time they have a dating life um but what they're really missing out on what they're really missing is having those female friends to go out for a drink with um and you know laugh and chat and you know just talk about stuff um so i think that's that, that's really that's really that's a really big reason they're really missing out on that guys they are they, they're actually facing the same problems but they're just not not as proactive um because we don't really get the guys hosting guys nights out but we get a, a lot of girls now hosting um you know female only nights out sort of whether that's drinks or going out for lunch or going shopping or um that the number of female only socials hosted by other girl, by, by girls um, has been growing steadily, I'd say, over the last sort of like 12 to 18 months. Do you think that the women maybe are a little bit more active or proactive or, you know, more in need of this because maybe they lose themselves a little bit more in their relationships or in parenthood and they need an outlet that maybe the guys don't need? Um, I don't think so. I, th- I mean, I think they're, def- they're definitely more proactive um than guys so they're more proactive about doing something about it if they want to meet someone but it tends to be i mean the the female only nights out it, it tends less to be um women or uh, and girls who are in relationships it's, it's girls who are single single who are proactively looking for other single girls to meet up and hang out with um it's because they're but i mean in a way you're, you're right because the reason they're coming to city socialize is because their friends 
kind of have lost themselves in their relationships. They kind of tend not to go out anymore or not to socialise anymore. And then, you know, and then quite naturally, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're a bit busier. They may not see, you know, they may be really busy during the week working. So the weekends they tend to spend with their uh, boyfriend or husband and family and, you know, their boyfriend's friends. Um, they tend to have a wider network and, you know, you know, maybe not available every weekend to go out, you know, and you don't want to always rely on the same uh, friends who, if they're if they're all in relationships to to go out all the time because it's not you know it, it gets boring being the only single amongst couples as well so it's just about meeting wanting to meet people in the same life stage as you um, I think that's a real common bond that um, that unites uh, a lot of the females on our on our, on City Socializer um, the guys I mean there are guys and guys who who would like to but guys don't want to hang out with other guys <laughs> they want to hang out with girls so um, but girls also really want to hang out with other girls as much as they do with guys with all the dating sites and the hookup apps that are out there um, people still say that the best way to meet somebody romantically is through your friends uh, do you think expanding your social circle through a site like City Socializer could actually help your romantic life if you're single? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's we've had so many cases of that happening. Um, and it goes beyond even meeting a partner. But, but yeah, widening your network through City Socializer, um, that's the... It's it's really difficult to do that, to widen your network. So we provide a really easy way to do that. And I think the more people you, that you meet, you then it opens then, then opens up a whole new um, network of people to to socialize with and also opportunities to socialize you know you meet somebody and then they might have a christmas party or they may invite you along to their you know to go out with um, them and their meet up with their work friends as well so definitely it's it's a way to expand your network not just within city socializer but yeah beyond like you know, beyond beyond the people that you meet on city through city socializer um so absolutely it's yeah it's all about expanding your network and then last question because we're based in new york um and we noticed that's one of the cities that's featured on your homepage. Is there a lot of growth happening with the with people signing up and new users and hosts and stuff in New York City? Yeah, it's been a slow burn in New York because we, uh, to date, we've been just kind of like trialing it because um, we uh, launched in London and we we, we you know so we're we're in every major city around the UK now. New York's like we're our first international city. Um, but what we figured out is actually the personality of New York and New Yorkers and also the social scene is very, very similar to London. Uh, and now that we've learned that, we've, we're, we're now implementing um, the kind of the growth strategies that we that we implemented in London. Uh, and more so like in the last six months, we've started seeing that growth really accelerate. Um, so it's becoming really exciting in New York. Um, our community is becoming much more active. People are becoming more familiar with the service um, uh, and the word is starting to spread. Um, so I think we're, 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 we're on a growth trajectory right now. Uh, so the next year for us in New York is going to be really exciting. Well, it's cool because we have a lot of friends our age that have this ongoing conversation that we feel like we don't have friends. So it's it's nice that there's something like this kind of starting up in New York. Um, thanks for doing this. Yeah, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks again to Professor Rebecca G. Adams and Sanjita Saha from City Socializer. If you're looking to make new friends in your area, check out citysocializer.com. You guys, we just got a whole bunch of really cool stickers in. If you want one, all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes and let us know about it either through Twitter at I Can't Even Show or through our website at theicantevenshow.com. 
I Can't Even Show is written and produced by Allison Hanford and Margaret Verghese and edited by See Through Sound. Additional voice work was done by Mike Clemo. 